You're listening to Be You with Jackie Moore. Hey guys, welcome back. I hope everyone enjoyed mine and Brandon's first episode together. That was a lot of fun to do. And I talked about the fact that I've been trying to catch him singing for a long time. And my nanny texted me and she said that for her birthday on September 24th, that she wants Brandon to sing for her. So I will try to record that and keep you updated. I actually did catch a snippet of him singing today. Um, He didn't realize it, but it's like really faint and it's not that good of quality. So I'm not going to I'm not going to share that one with you. Um, But first thing I guess I want to get out of the way is I sound terrible. I can tell I sound terrible. I feel feel terrible, honestly. Brandon had a sinus infection the better half of last week. And then on Thursday, I took a bite of his apple that he was eating and then Thursday night it rained on us at the game and Friday started to feel sick and now here we are. I sound like I'm pitching my nose while I talk and I'm not. I'm actually not pitching my nose while I talk. But that's what it's going to sound like the whole time. And this is just, I guess, what happens and what I get for not recording ahead enough time in advance uh, because you're going to have to listen to a nasally me. Honestly, wouldn't judge you at all if you were like, I'm sitting this week out because I just can't handle the nasaliness. But Brand is telling me I need to get on with it. So I'm going to get on with it. We are going to start with Psalm 139 this week. So I'm not going to read through the whole chapter today, um, in large part due to the fact that I'm struggling to talk and breathe. But also, um, I'm just going to read the first probably one through six verses. That's the plan for today. But I would encourage you, if you plan on listening every day or or whenever you do plan on listening to it, to take a minute and read through Psalm 139 every day this week. That's something that um, Jen Wilkin, she's a Bible study teacher and a, a pastor or a minister in the Village Church in Texas, she really got me um hooked on doing, I guess, was was reading the passage that you're studying over and over again. And so I would encourage you to, as you're hearing me teach on it, that you're also reading it for yourself, that you're praying about it yourself. Um, and I thought that um, I would kind of start this, since we're going to be literally walking through a chapter of the Bible, with the the three questions that I always ask, and then the prayer I always pray whenever I sit down to do my quiet time. So um, I would encourage you, I know if you're driving, you can't do this, um, but if you don't already have an approach to reading the Bible for yourself, if you kind of just like open up the Bible and just read and then close it and think, I don't really know what that said, but I checked the box of reading the Bible. Um, If that's kind of how you approach Bible reading, that's okay. I did that for many, many years. Um, But now I kind of have a different approach. And so if you want to adopt my approach, here's what it is. The first thing, the first question I ask the Lord is, what are you trying to teach me about you? And that you there means Jesus, God, the Holy Spirit, like the three in one. What are you trying to teach me about you? So I always ask that before I read the Bible. Um, The second thing I ask is, what are you trying to teach me about others? 
So growing my heart for other people, um, how can I love other people well? Or, or maybe how can I be sensitive or patient with other people? Just what are you trying to teach me about others in this passage? And then the third thing I ask is, what are you trying to teach me about myself? So is there anything that I need to change in this? Um, is there a thing that you're showing me that I've grown in? Like maybe praise God, like I used to be like this, but I've seen you work. So those are kind of the three questions I ask. And then the prayer that I pray, and all of those questions I should say are kind of a prayer, but then the specific prayer that I pray is give me eyes to see what you have for me and a humble heart to change, to look more like you. So that's the approach that I take. Um, That's the approach I took whenever I sat down to read through Psalm 139. And so if you don't have an approach, feel free to adopt that one. So Psalm 139, uh, one through four says, O Lord, you have searched me and known me. You know what I sit down and when I rise up, you understand my thought from afar. You scrutinize my path and my lying down and are intimately acquainted with all of my ways. Even before there was a word on my tongue, behold, O Lord, you know it all. So if we start with verse one and just look at what God is doing here, we look at we look at the verbs um, and the tense of it. It says, O Lord, you have searched and known. So have lets us know that like it's it's a past tense sort of thing. So it's already happened. Like the Lord has done this um, previous to him writing, you have searched that ED lets us know. And then the N on the end of known. This all indicates it's past tense. And so this is referring to the fact that he foreknew us, right? He foreknows who we are. Um, and I just think that, this in and of itself, like we can, we can glaze over this, but today when I was praying and just thinking and meditating on the fact that God foreknew me, that he has searched me and he has known me and he still loves me, right? So if you think about everything else you know about God and you know about his character and you know about what he's done for us, he has sent Jesus to die for us, thinking about the fact that he sent Jesus to die for us, thinking about the fact that he gives us grace upon grace, while knowing that past tense, before we even knew who we were, he knew us, and he had searched us, and he really knew what we were going to do and what was going to happen. That is crazy, because for me, if I know something ahead of time, I can sometimes handle things differently. So for example, today um, I went to Panera and they did not have my blueberry bagel that I was wanting. That's the sole reason I went to Panera. I don't like their coffee. Um, I don't really like their lunch or dinner food. I just like their blueberry bagel and they did not have it. And so had I known that they were going to do something that I didn't like or they were going to act in a way that I wasn't wanting or desiring, I wouldn't have gone there, right? Same thing like whenever maybe think about spending time with a friend, like going out with some friends or or spending time with a significant other, going on a date. Um, If you know that the night is not going to end well, if you know that something bad's going to happen on the front end, like if you maybe leave the night after like you had a big argument and you catch yourself thinking, well, if I had known that 
we were going to argue the whole time, I wouldn't have even gone on the date, right? So knowing ahead of time can determine our actions. So the fact that God knew ahead of time that we were going to sin against him and that he was going to have to send Jesus to die for us, yet he still created us, yet he still loves us, yet he still gives us grace. That's crazy. Like, I don't understand it. And I'm thankful for it, even though I don't understand it. Um, Moving on to verse two, it says, you know, when I sit down and when I rise up, you understand my thoughts from afar. So thinking about this verse, um, I think you could think about the sitting down and the rising up kind of in two different ways. So I think that he knows our basic day-to-day things, like the simple things, like he knows when we're going to sit, when we're going to stand. You could just view those as like your daily um, walk, what you're doing, your day-to-day. But I also think when I read this, uh, I thought about, you know, he knows when we will decide to sit things out. Like if you, you hear someone, like you ask someone if they want to, to go with you somewhere or do something and they say, yeah, you know what? I think I'll sit this one out. Like, you want to go to Panera? I heard they're out of blueberry bagels. I would say, I think I'm going to sit this one out, right? He knows when we're going to sit things out and he knows when we're going to take a stand. So you could also view that, I feel like, as as he knows our, our good and our bad. Like he knows the thing, the times that we're going to be strong and stand up for him and for what we believe in. And he also knows the times when we're going to sit things out and we're not going to be strong. He knows that, yet we know what we know about God and he still loves us, right? And then the second part of that verse, you understand my thoughts from afar, um, this one, I was really praying through and like kind of kind of stuck on for a little bit because I was like, God, my thought from afar, like, w- what does that mean? Like, I don't think your character, like you don't ever leave us. You tell us you don't leave us or forsake us. And then God showed me, he was like, I'm not the one leaving, Jackie. Like, you're the one that's getting far away from me. And I still know your thoughts. And so I found so much comfort in that, that even when I'm walking away from God, he still understands me. Even when I'm not close to him and I don't even want to be close to him, like I'm actively like knowing that he's calling me and I'm going the opposite direction, he still understands us. Jackie Hill Perry talks about this um, to some degree in her her new book, but we'll keep moving. Um, We'll talk about that a different day. So... Verse three says, you scrutinize my path and my lying down. You are intimately acquainted with all of my ways. So the word scrutinize here can have a negative connotation, uh, but really scrutinize just means you know the detail. He's looking at every single piece. And so we can view this as negative if we think that God is like, trying to catch us. He's out to get us and catch us and where we're wrong. And that's why he's scrutinizing every detail. But I want you to picture this more of like a, even if you want to say he's trying to catch us, like picture like a a son and a dad in a swimming pool. And the, the dad is in the water and the kid is running to jump into his arms in the water or maybe just running to jump in the pool. And so the dad has to watch his path and he has to know the path at which he's running so that he can catch him and support him and help him swim and hold him and keep him safe, right? That's what God 
is trying to do whenever it says that he scrutinizes our path and and our lying down and and he's intimately acquainted with all of our ways. He knows us. Verse four says, even before there was a word on my tongue, behold, Lord, you know it all. And so verse four is all we're going to get through today. But what I think the theme from verses one through four is, is that God knows us. Like he really, really knows us. And so you are known. And so you can, because you are known, you can trust God because you can know that he knows everything about you, yet he still loves you, yet he still sit Jesus so you can be who you were created to be. 